You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Well, if this show is going to be making national headlines, it really should be about French fries. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. We are in for the guys, but it brings me great pleasure, Gabe, to welcome Chris Canty onto his own show. This is always awkward. I feel like you should be welcoming me onto Canty and Carlin, but instead I'm welcoming you, the host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. You can follow him on Twitter at ChrisCanty99. How proud are you, Chris, that you guys have made a major national impact, and it's not about football, it's not about sports, it's about French fries. Well, we're just about educating all of our fans, Goldhammer. That, that's what it comes down to. And we want to make sure that everyone has the proper information so they can be informed and make good decisions for themselves when it comes to their sports fandom or when it comes to where they want to get fries from a fast food joint. We just want to make sure our audience understands what's good and what's not good. And, and I think Carlin and I did our best to try to educate everyone this morning I know that we're going to lose a few people in that one, but this is something that's really, really important to us. So I have to turn it around on you guys and cut through all the pleasantries. Gay Goldhammer, where do you come down on the best spot to go get fries from? If you're going to just go get fries, you're not getting a burger, you're not getting anything else, you're going for the fries, where are you going? Which fast food joint? Gabe, you go. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I stand by the old, the, the old faithful. I just stand by McDonald's. It's the, the consistent that they have. I feel like every other place is like redoing their fries every other year. Where McDonald's have seemingly had the same fries because they're good since my childhood. Yeah, uh, Chris, I'm That's going respectable. with. I respect that. I, I like the new guaranteed hot and crispy fries from Wendy's, and I know that's a controversial take. But one of the best things about them is. Anytime you get fast food, there's a chance for you to get, like, the last couple fries in the batch, which are never as good. And now Wendy's is making you a guaranteed promise that that is never going to be you, and they've totally sold me on that. Interesting. So, go ahead. I haven't visited Wendy's since they started the, the hot and crispy guarantee, so I might have to check them out and see how they're doing that. I would put Wendy's on the, the, the plus side of things. I, I think it's a plus fry. It's not the top fry. It's probably not even in the top three. But if I'm doing a top five, maybe I could make a case for Wendy's being in the top five. But for me, I, I, I'm with Jay. McDonald's is, is the gold standard. Like, it's just like, it's like an ace pitcher's fastball. He's going to pump it in there 99 miles an hour, and, and it's going to be able to locate, and he's going to be able to generate swings and misses. Like, that is the McDonald's french fry. Now, if you're looking for that breaking ball, that put-out pitch, I would go with the Arby's Curly Fry. I'm an Arby's Curly Fry guy. I love Arby's Curly Fries. I know they they purport themselves to be the fast food chain with the meats, but they're doing their Curly Fry a disservice now. That Curly Fry is special. I will go to Arby's just for the Curly Fries, and Chris Carlin brought up another one that's highly underrated. Huh. The Chick-fil-A waffle fry. 
The Chick-fil-A yeah. waffle fry doesn't get its proper due, especially when you put it in some Polynesian sauce. So that would be my top three right there. So the McDonald's French fry, the Arby's curly fry, and the Chick-fil-A waffle fry. I got to take issue with Chick-fil-A, Chris. I am a, uh, I have a nut allergy. It's one of the coolest things about me is that everywhere I go, I have to <laughs> tell everybody that I'm allergic to nuts. And they fry those fries in peanut oil. Come on, Chick-fil-A. Oh, that's why they're get, so good. Get rid of the peanut oil, and I can finally go and support you. We're talking about the most important topics with Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. Now, the other big debate that we're having today, Chris, did you hear what Jared Vanderbilt did? He bought... $2,000 worth of clothes from Saks, okay? He wore them to the press conference and walking through the tunnel into the arena, game three at Crypto.com Arena. And then at least according to Instagram reports, he then returned the clothes to Saks Fifth Avenue and got his $200, uh, $2,000, $2,000 back. Fair or foul, Chris, to wear clothes to the press conference and then return them? If you can pull it off and get away with it, more power to you. I mean, if, <laughs> if his intent was to have that one off and keep up with the fashion show that is the NBA walk-ins and post-game press conferences, God bless. I, I know I probably couldn't get away with it uh, just because you're supposed to return that th- return items of clothing in uh, sellable condition. But, I, I mean, if Jared Vanderbilt can swing it, then why not? I, I'm not going to call foul on it. Now, if I was one of his teammates, I might call him out about it in the locker room. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Do you have a personal rule of when an item of clothing officially becomes yours? Like if you wear it to a certain spot, you, or when, when is it acceptable for you to still return a piece of clothing? Uh, it, it's acceptable if it doesn't fit. I, I'm 6'8", 340 pounds. So if I buy something and it actually fits me, it's staying in the closet. I'm not taking it back. That's just the reality of it. Like, and, and here's the worst part about it. If I'm doing the online shopping thing, because stuff looks yeah. great online, and yep. they say it's 3X, 4X, but when you get it in, it's those European 3X, 4X sizes, which is like <laughs> double XL in America, and that becomes a problem. Then all of a sudden, you have to, you have to, you have to deliberate whether you want to take, you want to go through the process of repackaging it and putting that label that they send you with it and sending it back and waiting a few weeks to see if they actually process your return, or do you give it to somebody that's smaller, a family member, or a friend? And I usually settle on the latter rather than the former. So it's for me, you know, as a big guy, when I find something that fits, it's mine, and I will fight to the death for it. Now, the challenge is that sometimes my wife will go into my closet and look for shirts that she can wear as dresses, and then all of a sudden, my clothes <laughs> become hers, and I can't really fight my wife for those things. So nope. I, I, I lose I lose a lot of clothing to my wife because she continues to add to her wardrobe by stealing my shirts. If you've come for NBA playoff talk, you've come to the wrong show. We're talking fries <laughs> and clothes with Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer and Gabe Knight. So, Chris, one other uh, clothes-related question, and then we will talk a little, I don't know, substance. Um, you get uh, you go from the Cowboys to the Giants, right? Uh, 2000, what year? 2008, 2009, somewhere in there. 2009, what, yeah. What what happens to all? Because you have to have Cowboys underwear, Cowboys socks, Cowboys sweatpants, Cowboys hats. What happens to all the Cowboys stuff when all of a sudden you go and play for their arch rival? You can't be caught dead wearing that stuff anymore. 
No, I can't, but I can still wear it around my house, and I still do. So, yeah, I've got stuff from, you know, back in my Cowboys days that I wear shirts around the house, and, and some of the stuff that's still good, I can actually wear it out in public. It's okay just because I'm a retired player now, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's actually kind of awkward, but I will say this, guys, that's, that's probably not the headline when it comes to transitioning from the Cowboys to the Giants. The headline is, my dad, who, who growing up all of my life was a diehard Giants fan, and he was excited that I got drafted into the NFL, didn't necessarily love that I was playing for his team's rival. So he brought himself to wear a Cowboys jersey, of course, with my name on the back of it, at every game, home and away. Uh, but when I got signed to the New York Giants, was so excited. He even had this, uh, this pigskin book bag with a Dallas Cowboys logo on it. He bought a patch online and could not wait to cover up the Cowboys logo on a pigskin book bag with the Giants logo. And it was just, it just to see the smile on his face when he finally got to wear more Giant stuff and wear a Giant jersey with my name on it. It just, it, it's, I mean, it's something that I will always remember from my pro career just because of how happy he was that he no longer had to support the Dallas Cowboys. Canty, we all know you're a big Lakers fan. How do you feel about your Lakers heading into their game tonight against the Warriors? Do you have confidence that Anthony Davis is going to be able to back up a good game that he had in Game 3? No. Why should I? I mean, every single game in the playoffs <laughs> that he plays well, the next game he, he, he seemingly disappears. Now, we saw in the Round 1 series against the Grizzlies, LeBron James in Game 4 went off. I think it was 22 points, 20 boards, 7 assists. And so I think we are in line for one of those vintage LeBron James performances. Um, and, and I think that based on the roster construction, that LeBron James doesn't have to necessarily dial it up every single game for the Lakers in order for them to, to play a brand of basketball that makes them hard to beat. So I would say this. I'm not sure that Anthony Davis is going to show up on the offensive end and be as impactful as we saw in games one and three. But I do think Anthony Davis continues to show up on the defensive end, blocking shots, rebounding, and being a, a, a matchup nightmare for Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. It'll be interesting to see what Steve Kerr decides to do if he continues with that small lineup playing to Michael Green uh, and Draymond Green, or if he decides he's going to go with Kevon Looney, because I think that's going to dictate a lot of the complexion of tonight's matchup. Um, but no, I don't necessarily know that Anthony Davis is going to come out and, and continue to, you know, and, and be a dominant force we saw in game three. But I don't know how much that matters in terms of the Lakers being able to have a pass and victory. I think if AD can be dominant defensively, there are enough guys um, that can score the basketball, especially with LeBron James and D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves facilitating the offense. Chris Canty, the um, 2023 NFL regular season schedule we find out today is coming out Thursday night. They, the two teams you pick don't have to be scheduled to play each other, but what to you would be the sexiest possible matchup between two NFL teams? I mean, listen, sign me up for Pat Mahomes and Joe Burrow any day, and we're going to get that game. Adam Schefter reported that we're going to see 14 rematches from the playoffs. So, I mean, that's, that's going to be – that's going to be not 14, well, 14 playoff teams playing each other. So, I mean, that, that to me is going to be exciting, being able to see – Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow, again, like that, that to me is, 
the 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 new Brady Manning rivalry because those two players, those two guys, seemingly go against each other every year for the right to play in the Super Bowl. So to me, that's the game that's that's exciting. Like seeing you know Joe Burrow go at it with Pat Mahomes. Um, I'm always going to be down for that. What's your reaction? Because uh, Adam Schefter putting out a lot of things on Twitter today. Two Thursday night games now possible for teams, uh, and that means you're going to have to play on short weeks twice. Oh, As a former I, player, your reaction? I hate that, Chris. I hate that. Why do you Why do you hate that, Hammer? Because I know what it does to players, and you could describe this better than me. But to have to play that short week, you just never get a high-quality game, and now you're going to make teams go through it twice just because... Look, I know Amazon paid a lot of money for the games, but you never get as high a quality a game on a Thursday as you would on a Sunday or a Monday night. Uh, Well, I hear where you're coming from, but... I mean, I think a lot of that had to do with the matchups because Thursday night games were traditionally a lot of division matchups, and, and I think the NFL, they're going to include um, some out-of-division you know, out games, and, and I think that, that has the potential to be interesting um, if they go down that road, especially with um, every team not being guaranteed a prime-time spot. So I think it opens up a lot of flexibility for the NFL to bring us the very best matchups in primetime on Thursday nights. Now, from a player's perspective, I used to love Thursday night games, and I'll tell you why. It's like a mini-bye week you have. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, you, you know, and, and so it could be a situation where your coach gives you all three of those days off and you show up to work on Monday. Coach has you come and watch Friday, watch, watch the film and lift weights on Friday, and you got Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. I mean, there's a lot of different things that coaches can do um, to, to let guys recover after playing on that short week. But, I mean, a big reason why players love it is because throughout, you know, the course of the week, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, the coaches can't kill you with hard practices. So it's a situation where you get rest on the back end of that and you know your work week isn't going to be as physically taxing as it is on the mental side of it. So I just, I don't know, as a former player, I used to love the bye week. I played for the Dallas Cowboys, so that means we had that Thanksgiving Day game every single year, and we'd have that built-in mini bye week. Uh, and it was at a great point in the season because you'd be getting ready for December football which ticks up an intensity level. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Um, I think players are more tuned to their bodies and more aware of recovery, um, especially under those circumstances. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if it'll be as big of an issue um, in terms of the players griping about it. Um, I think it's more about whether or not we'll see a quality product. And I would say because of the commitment Amazon has made that we would more likely than not see a quality product versus what we've seen in the past on Thursday night. Chris Canty is the host of Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. He's a guest with us on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. Chris, if you're building out this schedule, give me the team that you think you'd, has a lot of juice and buzz, but if you're the league, you'd be afraid to put them on too much in prime time that you're going to end up with some dud games. Jacksonville. That's an easy one. That's a, I mean, listen, I I love T. Law. I, I already think he's a top, you know, top five to seven quarterback in the National Football League. They won a playoff game last year. They got a head coach that's won a Super Bowl. But I just, you know, it's it's hard to trust any of those AFC South teams. 
And so even though they had a great season in 2022, I would want to see them do it again and have success at a similar level before I'm going to buy into them being a perennial power, especially in that conference. So I, I would it's a little bit of buyer beware down in Jacksonville. That's a young team. I'm curious to see how they respond to success. Another thing that I'm curious to see about is what they do on the offensive line. Jacksonville has some serious questions on the offensive line. Remember, they lost Juwan Taylor um, this offseason. He signed for a bag of money in Kansas City. And Cam Robinson is going to be dealing with a PED suspension to start the season. Now, they, they, they uh, used a first-round draft pick on the offensive tackle from Oklahoma, Anton Harrison. But we'll have to see what happens with Jacksonville's offensive line and can they keep Trevor Lawrence upright because that's going to go a long ways to determine how successful their season is going to be. The AFC is stacked, but is there a sneaky team in the NFC that you think deserves maybe a, a primetime game or two? The Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions. And even though I don't love what they did on the draft in day one, um, I, I would say this. I think their draft overall was solid. Uh, I love Brian Branch, the safety out of Alabama, adding him to that secondary, which they've revamped this offseason through free agency. Um, I, I think you got to keep an eye out for the Detroit Lions. That's a team that was finding their way the second half of last year, um, they, they, they've got a run game. That, that, that's kind of their identity. And Jared Goff played smart football um, in, in, throughout the entirety of it. He didn't lose the game for them. So I'm curious to see what happens with their playmakers because we know Jamison Williams is going to be dealing with the suspension. I like Amon Ross eight round. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens um, on the playmaker side of things with the Lions. But I, I think that's a team that has a chance to not only win the NFC North, but be a team that's hosting a playoff game next year. I can't believe I'm saying that, but the Detroit Lions wow. could be one of those teams that could, could, could go on a deep playoff run. I, I can't believe I'm saying it, but my former teammate Dan Campbell has figured something out, and, and it's clear that that locker room believes in it. Canty, we've got some breaking news here, last thing, from the NBA. Jokic not suspended for game five thank god i mean that would have been a debacle but he was fined twenty five thousand dollars i'm sorry what was he fined twenty five thousand dollars for i don't know i i would hope that matt ishbia would be fined as well i think it's kind of ridiculous because he's the one that you know goaded Jokic into knocking him down and then had, had the audacity to flop i, I guess he learned something playing for Tommy though at michigan state but i think it's absolutely ridiculous because He's the one that held the ball and prevented the Denver Nuggets from taking advantage of a 5-1-4 situation by not being able to inbound the ball quickly while the Suns still had a guy on the ground. To me, that, that's the part of the gamesmanship where the, the NBA needs to hold Ishbia accountable for um, because you don't want the fans to become a part of the story. The fans are there to spectate. And I get it. He's not just a normal fan. He owns the building. But in this instance, he is a fan that is impacting what's happening on the court. That's an unfair competitive advantage. And not only did he keep the Nuggets from potentially getting points on a, on a, on a, on a man advantage, but you actually get the technical foul and a free throw. I, I just, I, I wouldn't have had a problem if the league decided they were going to find both parties, but to just find Jokic, I got an issue with that. Yeah, me, me too. And if I'm a fan now and I get a loose ball, they're down by the – I mean, I, I, I'm not giving it to the opposing player right away. Like, I'm going to – Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> Him, I, said, I, made up, I made the same point this morning with Brian Windhorst, and he said it's interesting. He hadn't heard that from anybody. 
but he didn't think that it would go that far because the NBA wasn't going to suspend Jokic. Now, I get it. The suspension is one aspect of it, but if you're a fan, is it worth it to hold on to the ball and potentially get a technical like, get kicked out of the arena, but you get your team some points on a free throw? Oh, you'd be a hero. It, it might. It might. It might be. Yeah, you'd never pay. So, you win your team a playoff game, that, you'd never pay for another beer in town ever again. Yeah, but then you can't be, you're gonna know, be banned that, from the arena, though. You're not going to be allowed back oh, in. Oh, so what? It's, your, it's like Jeffrey Mayer in New York. Remember the guy that reached over the wall and caught of the course, home run? Yeah. That guy yeah. gets cheered in New yeah. York forever. Yeah. Like it, It's the best yeah. a fan could possibly do. Canty, appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you soon, and thank you for being a guest on your own show, as always. <laughs> All right, thanks for holding it down, fellas. Talk to <laughs> All right, that's Chris Canty, Canty and Carlin here on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. Up next, more on Nikola Jokic's fine but not suspension. Plus, is game four a must win for a team from the Big Apple? We discuss, we debate. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Now on a switch, Robinson against Butler. Leaning in, Butler's foul, banks it in. Lowry backing down quickly. Up and under, beautiful move by Kyle Lowry. The lead is 22. I'm comfortable. I'm confident. I work extremely hard at my craft, and I'm very grateful to be able to play for an organization in a city like Miami. 
Well, is it possible that an eight seed is going to be playing in the conference finals? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Neitzel. We are presented by Progressive to the Hotline. We go. Nick Friedel sweating down in Miami where the Knicks season is on the line down two games to one. They are on the road and Nick joins us now. Let's talk ankles. Nick, whose is in better shape, Jimmy Butler's or Julius Randle's? Oof, I think they're both in better shape than Jalen Brunson's. And that's the scariest part if you're a Knicks fan is Randall's still doesn't feel right. And Jimmy is still in plenty of pain, no doubt, as he gets treatment around the clock. But the guy who doesn't look the same to me, guys, is Jalen Brunson. And he tweaked that ankle injury again at the end of game three. And I think that that is the biggest key for me going into this one because he is the engine of everything that Knicks offense does. And if he is not moving the same way, I just don't see any way that they're going to be able to, to get through, especially with quickly being doubtful and, and not looking good himself with an ankle injury as well. So things aren't looking great on the injury front, but it's going to be crucial for Brunson to give them whatever he can and Randall to get out of the funk that he was in after game three. So with that injury, if Brunson isn't moving, well, does that put even more pressure on Julius Randall in tonight's, it kind of feels like must-win game? Yeah, it does. It really does. And guys, I say this as someone who thought that the Knicks would come in, nobody knows Jimmy better than Tibbs does. I thought they would slow him to a point where they'd force somebody else to beat them. And the reality is that you've got guys like Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin and Max Struess that are doing it. They are providing that extra level on top of the fact that Bam Adebayo was awesome in game three. So I think there's even more pressure on Randall and he just has not played that well. And, and yeah, you can point to the ankle injury. That's certainly a part of it, but even going back to that Cleveland series, Randall just did not look like himself when he was on the floor most of the time, uh, and he tried as hard as he could to be out there, and his team respects the hell out of him, but if he's not playing well, uh, that's what it is. And for the Knicks, they, they just don't have a lot of other options in that regard to get the offense going. So uh, in my mind, when you're in this kind of position, it's always the stars who have to lift up everybody else. And I think Brunson and Randall are both dealing with ankle issues that aren't going away, but it's those two that have to set the tone for the rest of the group to follow if they want to even up the series. Nick Friedel with us, ESPN NBA reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at Nick Friedel, F-R-I-E-D-E-L-L. Nick, what does this series say about how good a coach Eric Spolstra is? It only cements the legacy that's already in place, and Aaron, he was already one of the best that we've seen. I mean, he he's won titles. We know what he's done down here for years and years and years. But to me, when you're watching this series, what it's really doing is cementing the fact that Spolstra, as far as an in-game coach and a, a guy who's a, able to make adjustments on the fly, he's one of the best ever. Because this guy knows where to put his guys in the best positions to have success on top of the fact that it's inarguable at this point that this is a coach who gets players to buy into his message. 
mean, Jimmy has been incredible, and it starts with Jimmy with this team always. But they believe in Spolstra, and they believe that he will put them in the right spot for them to find a way every time. And that has been the case. And I just tell you, on top of uh, Spolstra getting the due that he has deserved, I've been covering the league now 15 years, guys. I have never seen a team in this short of an amount of time turn it around the way Miami has. Because I was here for that play-in game a few weeks ago against Atlanta. They were just awful. And I thought they were going to walk into that series against the Bucks and get demolished. And it wasn't the case. And Jimmy went crazy. But just underneath where Jimmy is, his bolster getting them in the right positions to win each night. How does Jimmy elevate his game in the postseason? Because he... It's unreal the way – I mean, he's taking shots that – during that Bucks series, I'm a Bucks fan. I'm watching him take shots. I'm going, yeah, I'm cool with Jimmy hitting, you know, shooting that three. And he's knocking down shots that you wouldn't expect him to do it. How does he elevate his play so well in the postseason? Gabe, yeah, I think the answer is it's a mental toughness that only the top, top-tier players have. Jimmy is a damn good player throughout the year. But it, it's uh, – <laughs> it's without any doubt now when you watch him, he's just better in the postseason. He's able to rise to a different level because he believes that he has the power to carry everybody else through. And having watched him from day one when he got into the league to now, it's been cultivated in him by the work that he puts in. Jimmy has earned every single thing he's gotten in the NBA. And Again, for all the years that I've been following the league, I mean, you can always point to Steph Curry works incredibly hard and LeBron and KD, you watch it on a daily basis. But there is no one who thought that Jimmy could be this player. I don't even know if Jimmy thought Jimmy could be this player, but he pours himself into getting better all the time. And that is what's happened. And mentally, he just continues to show that when people count him out, or they count this Heat team out, he just laughs. I mean, guys, I, let me tell you, when Jimmy says, oh, I don't pay attention to any of that, that is complete BS. He pays attention to everything that's said and written, and he knows, and he uses it as fuel. And it's a cliche, but it's legit. He sits there, and he puts the work in, and he reads all about how Miami can't do it, and he wants to prove everybody wrong. Nick, it won't happen tonight, but Game 5 in the altercation that's coming between James Dolan and Jimmy Butler, uh, like Ishbia and Jokic, <laughs> how, do you, how do you think that's going to go? <laughs> I, will, I am never, ever, ever betting against Jimmy in almost anything at this point, so I don't <laughs> think Jimmy's going to be in the middle of it, but uh, if I know anything about this Heat team, they'll be ready for whatever comes their way. And Guys, that's the, the real difference maker in all this on top of Jimmy is everybody – knew that the Knicks are tough, and they are. But they've run into a tougher team. And the tougher team is Miami. And it, obviously it starts with Jimmy Butler, but they got dudes who are not going to back down and get shaken by the moment. And that's exactly what's occurred so far in this series. ESPN NBA reporter Nick Friedel with us on Canty and Carlin. Thank you, Nick. You got it, guys. See you later. Coming up next, the 2023 NFL regular season schedule set to be released on Thursday night. Who do you want to see Kansas City play Thursday night, week one of the NFL season? We discuss. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Gabe Neitzel. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. The NFL just keeps going from one big event to the next. Schedule release coming later this week. We find out today. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Gabe Knight. So we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Gabe, Thursday night, 8 o'clock. We're all going to be huddled around our phones to see, does our team have any nationally televised games? Who are we opening against? If we're going to go to a road game this year, which road game is it going to be? And then I think we could safely assume the Chiefs are going to be hosting week one, Thursday night. The Super Bowl champions always do. What opponent? that's on that list of opponents. You got the division opponents, you got Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, or you got one of the other games, including a potential Super Bowl rematch and the Bengals. What do you want to see on that first Thursday night? I I want to see the Bengals. I want to go Bengals. Let's just go ahead and start it off with a bang right away. The two young, exciting quarterbacks in the AFC. Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's just go Burrow versus Mahomes. Let's open up the season in Arrowhead with that matchup. So you don't want to potentially, you know, have that later on in the season when, you know, home field advantage could be on the line. These two teams have played a bunch of classic games. Yeah, I feel let's do like it right away. Isn't it wasting it, though, to do it that early in the season? Is it? Both these teams play in potentially, and if, if we do it later in the season, you could have crappy weather. And then you end up having a game where I know everyone pretends they like the snow games and when it gets cold, but when, you know, if the wind's like blowing in, in Kansas City mm. and you can't really throw the football, instead they got to run it because the wind's blowing too bad because the weather's inclement in Kansas City. Like, no, I would rather have. These two teams play in pristine conditions. Let's do it early. Let's have a shootout. Let's do it right away. Um, Other thought here, a couple other things with the schedule that's worth considering. Black Friday, we're going to have a game for the first time ever. I I don't – is that phrase – are we allowed to use that phrase in this day and age anymore? It's the day after Thanksgiving, right, which is the – 
They called. They used to call it Black Friday because it was a big shopping day. Does anybody yeah. go shopping at a mall anymore? I feel like it's the, the whole concept of Black Friday is just totally <laughs> explaining changed. That, yes, explaining that to a child today of why you know, hey, people used to you know, right after they got done with their Thanksgiving meal on Thursday, they would go to uh, you know, they go to the mall and line up to their favorite store because they had to get that one thing yes. for a holiday gift. No, explaining that to a kid seems impossible today. But I love that the NFL is taking on that day now we used to just have like a rare college football pop-up you know on that friday yeah, like in between. one game yeah and then you'd have games game. on saturday and then games on sunday but i like so the nfl is probably going to play that weekend thursday friday and then saturday is going to be a huge college football day it's the rivalries mm-hmm. ohio state michigan and then Sunday, I'm sorry, I can I request vacation time from parenting for those four consecutive <laughs> days so I could just get away and do nothing but sit on the couch and watch football for four consecutive? How does that work? Do you do you have like an online website that you do with at, at your normal job where you can just request vacation time to your wife? Not that she would ever accept it. It's clearly going to be it denied, always, it, Aaron. It always gets permanently declined. But it's okay. I'll be juggling the kids, but I just want to make it clear to everybody I'm going to be doing nothing but watching football. So I love the addition of the Friday game there. And then, you know, this was interesting to me. Even when your team stinks, and if you're an Arizona Cardinals fan or you're a Houston Texans fan, I hate to tell you this, but your team stinks. You at least got a Thursday night game. You at least got to display your city, your town, your team in one featured window. Well, now, Gabe, that is changing. I'm in, I'm 100% on board for that. Do you think I really need to listen to Al Michaels make jokes about how bad the Houston Texans are this year on Thursday Night Football? No, I do not need to hear those. I do not want to watch the Houston Texans. I do not want to watch the Arizona Cardinals. I don't want to watch whatever the Tennessee Titans are going to be this year. They do not need to be in prime time. It used to be, I remember as a kid, and, and I'm in Wisconsin, so I'm a Packers fan, and I remember as a kid when the Packers finally got... A sun, you know that that Monday night football game. It had been years and years and years before they had played on Monday night in 1994. They played the Bears on Halloween night in wow. Chicago, and it was like the first time in forever that they had been featured on Monday night football. It's it was a rite of passage because the Packers were so bad. You don't automatically get to be in prime time, even though there are prime time games on more nights than there aren't in the NFL at this point. Yeah, but uh, there are a couple teams that might not be great but who might be entertaining. And I want to make sure the league put the Panthers on national TV a time or two. I want to see Bryce Young. You yeah, know? the number one overall pick, sure. Right, right. And don't you give us the Cowboys and uh, the uh, Giants, so many. The, and there are other teams other than the NFC East is the other one. Folks, up next, will we see a LeBron signature game tonight? If we don't, can the Lakers win? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.